I were here um, with Bershak Yusildag, PhD. She's representing Inspiro, coming to a, um, the meeting here at Western Islet in Vancouver from Switzerland. And they um, are talking about a 3D imaging toolbox for islet biology and the ability to utilize uh, human islet microtissues in high-content 3D convocal microscopy, among other things. Welcome, Burkak. Um I wondered if you could sort of walk us through what you are offering to the T1D and islet community. Thank you, Monica. Thanks for your time as well. So um, during the last year, among different disease modeling, we have also been uh, focusing a lot on various endpoints from which we can get information about these islets that we subject to different stressors um, to understand what actually happening to them you know, um, in an individual cell-based uh, um, through um, 3D confocal imaging. So maybe to start with, the, the advantage of 3D confocal imaging is that you can bypass all the troubled, troublesome uh, stages of you know islet embedding, cutting, or um, kind of all all the unrelated, let's say, secondary um, effects that kind of dispersion may have. It's a lot cleaner. Exactly. Or like you know, if you do imaging with single cells, you lose the cell to cell contacts. Um, a lot of you know uh, spatial information about the cells and how they behave when they're in this very important 3D structure. So you can also preserve that structure. But also, um, you can actually do it with, with this re-aggregated islets in a high-throughput fashion. So everything we establish here is, is a very either mid-throughput or high-throughput compatible. Um, in this case, we're using uh, these research you, you see here, Yokogawa 3D high-content imager. Um, in combination with our own designs, uh, the plates that we have designed for imaging, they are um, 384 well, ultra-thin Teflon bottom, so, uh, and they are 3D culture optimized with ultra-low attachment coating, and um, basically this V-shape uh, well where the islet is located in a very um, kind of a very restricted area in the bottom of the plate, so you can actually also do very fast imaging without having to find the islets. Um, so you can just image the whole well. That yeah. also makes you earn a lot of time and gain a lot of time. And um, so, as you may be familiar, that we have already published many, many different models of how we, you know, try to mimic type one diabetes or type two diabetes. Some of them include, you know, immune cell co-cultures, for example, for type one diabetes. So here, I started to showcase a few examples of live microscopy. Uh, that we do with immune cell co-cultures, either with PBMCs that are activated with CDT, CD3 here, CD28. Essentially, you can do this with various cytokines as well, or with cytotoxic T lymphocytes that are uh, specific to pre-pro-insulin that would attack human islets that are um, HLA-A2 positive, um, you know, in our hands at least, uh, without needing any additional assault. And I'll just comment here, um, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully in the future uh, we can have a walkthrough on some of this imagery with mm -hmm. you in, yes. on a video presentation because it's very beautiful. It is. And it is. it's mm -hmm. no, I don't, It's not only just beautiful, mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like t that there's a real quantitative element to it. Exactly. So that's the nice, a nice part of it. So we can really nicely, um, in, in live imaging, we can see the dynamics of the, the in, immune cells interacting with islets. Uh, part of it is, you know, as you can see, for example, in a uh, not mice, for example, one of the endpoints is delay of attack or delay of development. Here we can also look at the delay of attack or, let's say, um, how deep they enter into the tissue 
when they actually start to infiltrate the tissue. Or we can also look at preference of interaction or preference of attack with regards to different tissues. So one here you, you see a healthy versus a cytokine treated tissue and it's clearly uh, observed that the um, immune cells prefer the cytokine treated tissue to attack instead of the islets cultured in standard conditions. And um, this can be replicated in, in multiple ways. For example, you can modify different genes. You can you know, delete HLAs, you can uh, add protective genes and then look at the dynamics of immune cell um, you know, recognition and infiltration. So this yeah. is the it's direction we are going. It's a bespoke uh, system. Exactly, that's the direction we are going. And I think this, this application that we are developing in the inferior our group is not going to be islet specific. So we are going to go into oncology um, with these applications, but we're also going to go into stem cell research to see in general how we can protect the stem cells from immune assault. Um, another um, thing we are showing here is um, basically cell-specific characterization of gene expression. Here you see this in, uh, as an application of viral transduction efficiency. But what we do here is basically essentially you take a gene that is expressed you take another gene that is a marker for the cell that you are interested in, and yet then you do the imaging and the quanti or the staining imaging and the quantification in an automated manner. Here you can see an example of GFP NKX expression and the GFP NKX uh, co-expression, and the, every all the characterization here is done in 3D and in an automated fashion. So you can now I can say the percentage of all the cells that is expressing the gene that has been here introduced by AAVs, the percentage of beta cells that is expressing this gene. I can even say the different the variation of this gene expression among the different beta cells. And let's say if you were to add another layer to this, let's say EDU, which we are doing now, I can actually also say the correlation of the expressed gene with proliferation, for instance. Right. So this is the direction we are going. We are going individual cell reading in a you know um, in context a, in context of exactly of a of a bigger tissue. So we are going to get cell specific information, but from two thousand cells at a time, in and with may, maybe multiple technical replicas. So we can read this from let's say ten thousand cells for each treatment group. This will be very handy for ML. Uh, later, right? So, so I'm already exactly, exactly, and it's going to be all high throughput. That's the other thing. And um, if you can do a nuclear characterization, the quantification is so clean that there is also no no um, no room for error in the sense that you know um, nucleus is very you know distinct clusters that are mm -hmm. sep well separated from each other. So the overlay is is minimum, and once you do the quantification in 3D, there is no chance of doing uh, double counting as well. So this is a very precise quantification and all done automatically without any um, human input. Fantastic. Um, another thing we also do as such is the T-cell infiltration. It goes in the same idea. So you define an islet area also automatically using um, kind of a, in, uh, like a marker of interest. Here we use NKX one You can use PDX or any other endocrine marker, for instance. And then you can automatically again draw the borders of a tissue and then quantify the other cells. In this case, we are looking at the immune cells that are infiltrating, again, automatically within that tissue. 
and not only you can just count these cells, but you can get all these partial information. You know, how deep they entered into the tissue. Are they more around the beta cells? Are they more around the alpha cells? How about how long they're in residence? Exactly, exactly. Do they come in and leave? And how long do they spend within the island? Are they just visiting and leaving? How their infiltration is correlating with beta cell death? So you can get all these information that we are now um, also trying to kind of... Has any lab uh, started mm -hmm. to partner with you in this T cell infiltration um, yes, we already, setting? Yes, we already published part of this work that you see here with Novo Nordisk. Um, in, in, uh, while we were trying to establish um, Liraglutide's effect on, on T cell infiltration, and we saw that it actually delayed T cell infiltration Fantastic. and increased T cell survival. That's great. And um, we have other works uh, that also has been published recently where we look at beta cell proliferation. And that, again here, that is the what, what makes it unique compared to the other platforms that did this in a high-throughput manner before. It is again in 3D, in primary human eyelids, and the quantification is done automatically using a nuclear beta cell marker, so this is NKX 6.1, mm -hmm. and a nuclear proliferation marker, in this case ADU, and I'm looking at an automated colocalization in 3D. And, um, you know, we are able to screen for multiple concentrations of multiple compounds in a matter of days. So that's uh, the, uh, the, the biological relevance and the processing power yeah, is the key here. fantastic. How about, can you just talk a little bit about the amyloid deposition? Yes, so also we previously um, published our, our models for uh, type 2 diabetes modeling. There we use very long term, up to 21 days, uh, high glucose, high free fatty acid um, uh, treatments or culture. And um, as you have heard today, we pay very good attention to having a good mixture of free fatty acids there. So it's a yeah. mixture of oleic acid and hyaluronic acid. Um, and then um, what we saw is the amylin goes from a more like a beta cell like um, pattern into uh, extracellular type pattern and actually with this we can also very nicely quantify um, not only the amount of amylene that is now deposited or amyloid deposited in the island but also spatial information about where it is located um, you know and, and, and whether you can interfere with this for, for example with different um, antibody treatments and so yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, so earlier we were hearing mm -hmm. from a group that was talking about looking at amyloid deposition during pregnancy yes. and its removal. So that's kind of a really interesting physiological, you know, mm -hmm. time point to look at this yes. type of um, this type of thing. And it's, uh, to my knowledge, is one of the only models that you can actually mimic this in vitro mm -hmm. um, because of the the length of the culture window that our model provides, which is up to four weeks in culture. Yeah. And then you nice. can also do this very mildly. You don't have to go to the super aberrant uh, glucose concentrations of, let's say, 25, 30. You can actually do this with 16.7, which is still high, but also we did it with 11. Mm. So it's a lot more physiologically relevant, but just long, longer term. And it's accompanied with all the, um, you know, previously characterized functional defects in beta cell uh, function that you can also multiplex this with functional readouts. This is really fantastic. I mean, we've spoke to you two years ago and mm -hmm. when you just were starting out and it's just amazing how you've expanded this offering, uh, the toolbox as it were. Um, it's just, it's a phenomenal set of tools. And I think, um, I'm hoping that we'll talk again so you can show some of these outcomes visually and really share with our wider audience. I would encourage people to seek this out and look at it.
Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you. for your visit.